0: but we're here for a real education welcome to a real education i'm your host tim wick i'm joined as always by my co-host movie teddy roosevelt <laughs> i was
1: hoping for that <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that a new one <laughs> Melissa Kersher. <Yes>, hello <laughs> well it's, it's it's dependent on the movie and we it are is, joined we are joined as uh, not as always but we are joined by our our movie newbie a newbie in this case my son, Alex Wick, who has been a guest on our show before. This we're gonna, is true. We're going to call him our movie. Uh, Newbie? L- Canal laborer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, bravo, works too. Bravo, that works, too. Bravo, bravo.
0: Al- Alex Wick. And uh, the movie we are here to watch is a movie called Arsenic and Old Lace, which is a movie that, Alex, you have not seen.
2: No. It. Uh, yes. I mean. maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> yes. I've yeah. not seen it. You have not seen it. Correct. You have not seen it. <laughs> not seen
0: it. I'm. I'm turning the microphone to, so the part that's supposed to face you is actually facing that, you. That. That seems like it's very good. Yeah. Idea, that's yes. fair. That's so. Fair. Uh, anyway. So. Um. You haven't seen arsenic and old lace. Now you need to tell us what you know about arsenic and old lace.
2: Well, arsenic is a drug. I think it's pretty deadly. Uh, my brother and I sometimes joke about like mixing it with cyanide and saying that it's and so using it as population control, saying like, "Oh, arsenic cyanide pills. They they're
0: okay. they're amazing."
2: Um, and then old I'm lace. I'm glad you said
0: that was a joke.
2: <laughs> uh, yes, joke, right, Dad? Joke, joke, Great joke. joke well, I wouldn't joke. worry
0: about me. This is going on on the internet. <laughs> Secret Service could be pounding um, on our door. We mentioned then, the President of the United um, States
2: already. And I know from Phineas and Ferb that the aglet is the end of a shoelace.
0: Okay. Okay. It, there, there's no, uh, I don't know where the aglet Old part. lace. Old lace.
2: Well, I mean, lace yeah. is shoe-lace. a
0: shoelace. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I
2: followed him there. It's yeah, fine. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it was that
0: complicated, dad. So, uh, you no, so in other words you know nothing about this movie. Great. No, no. Awesome. Yes. Great. Well, we'll uh t- just offer a few non-spoilers although It would be hard for us to spoil this movie based on how little you know about it.
2: That's right. Um, I mean, actually, it would be pretty easy to spoil the movie. Because, like, anything is a spoiler, right? I don't know the genre of this movie. We followed
0: this film from uh, Frankenstein (laughs) Mm -hmm. because of Boris Karloff. Who is not in it. And, yeah, (laughs) Boris Karloff isn't in the movie. But that will make sense when you watch the film, I hope.
1: Well, Boris Karloff was in the stage play. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And the... It, it's in a role that was written for him and actually makes reference to him. So those lines are still in the movie. Right. So that is how we got to this movie is because there are lines referencing Boris, Boris Karloff. Karloff. But that's not really a spoiler. It's just kind of a little name thing they do.
0: Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just... It amused us
2: when we decided to yes, do this movie it next. Did. Oh, I, I just remembered I, that this movie is based off of a stage play.
1: All right, wow. <laughs> <Bravo>. <laughs> just
2: remembered that off the top of my head, just popped into <laughs> my mind somehow.
1: It is, it is a uh, a good old standard for many uh, high school and community theaters. Yeah, uh, *Arsenic and Old is very frequently performed because it's a lot of fun, and. Uh, and pretty easy to stage, but hmm. it's if you've if you've got a stock of a few really good comedic actors, um, it's a good one to go with.
0: It is mm-hmm. for those of you out there who listen to our podcast to try and come up with shows that you should uh, produce. Mm-hmm. You, w- there you go. One. This is a good idea.
1: It's a good one. Um, uh, always popular, and uh, this movie is a very good adaptation of it. Uh, it's from 1944, and it so it's in it's in black and white, and if you have not seen Bringing a Baby or any of other Cary Grant's comedic roles, this is a really good one to watch for you. Right. it is a very good example of Cary Grant doing comedy.
0: And I think, uh, I, I'm trying to, I don't remember all the films Alex has done with us, but I think Cary Grant has been in at least one of them because he did, um, uh, well, he did Vertigo. I was Yeah, I saw Vertigo.
1: Cary Grant wasn't in Vertigo. No,
0: that's what I, I, know. Oh. I, I recognize that. He did Vertigo, which was Jimmy Stewart. Yes. Although I think he did watch Rear Window with us, but that was also Jimmy Stewart. No, I didn't that's watch Jimmy Rear Window. So, no, you do not for the podcast, no, th- but I think yeah. you were in the theater. Anyway, anyway I, that's, uh, I, I, whatever. that's really irrelevant. Tim, Tim. That's Tim. really irrelevant. It's <laughs> not like.
1: I, 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 <laughs> Have you seen North by Northwest?
0: No. Okay. Well, maybe. I don't know. No, you it did, sounds you, familiar, but I don't think I saw it. We were going it. on our I, trip to South Dakota. We all watched North by Northwest to, together, but it wasn't did for I? this podcast, so
2: okay. it doesn't
1: matter. Okay. I don't
0: remember anything about the film. If
2: that's uh, anything. It also
1: a, a crop duster biplane chasing a guy through a cornfield
2: that's that's dozens of
0: movies
1: okay, great no it's not <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's,
0: it's... <laughs> it's it's basically one uh i mean then a bunch of others ripped it off and and other other movies that have made homage to it yes okay that is fair fair. all right anyway carrie grant's in this movie uh which is relevant to alex not at all so we're just just gonna go watch uh arsenic and old lace and we will be back to talk about arsenic and old lace and i'll just stop going off on ridiculously useless (laughs) tangents bye 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 And we are back. Many bodies have been buried in the basement. Many <laughs> bugles have been blown. That was super alliterative. Yes. Anyway, and we well, have watched...
1: Blown bugles. <laughs> blown
0: bugles. And we have bodies buried.
2: Well, through yeah, the course body, of the yeah. film, to be fair, there were zero bodies actually buried in the film. There were some placed in pits. Two, no, two. it was they were placed in a pit. That doesn't mean they're actually buried.
0: I thought he finished burying them. No, but then how could the wife have seen the bodies? Eight. Well, she saw the graves... Because they did say there were graves. It's
1: true.
2: I I don't remember. There didn't ever seem to be a part where he would have had time to finish the burial.
0: I don't know. Things were moving awfully fast. Teddy managed I mean, to get that grave dug pretty quick. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, he had some practice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I don't know. How about we say? How about
2: we say it's debatable whether anybody was actually buried during the course of this film.
1: Not fair.
0: I mean. All right.
1: B- bodies have been interred.
0: I don't know that it's the most Somehow. important detail. I bet the no, stage play. To... I
2: bet the stage play made it a lot clearer.
0: No,
1: it didn't. I <laughs> no. can. I can
0: <laughs> anyway, I can we adjust. have watched uh, <laughs> *Arsenic and Old Lace*. Alex, it is your first time watching *Arsenic and Old Lace*, therefore it is your job to start off by telling us what you thought of the film. Um,
2: I don't know. I really liked it. It was. Uh, it was definitely. It was definitely a really interesting film. I liked the. uh I guess genre of it kind mm-hmm. of the kind of a mixture of horror comedy that that's the kind of thing that that you is kind of only a recent resurgence but was mm-hmm. uh, but for a while there was a really uncommon thing but this is uh, definitely a very olden um horror comedy spin like there are a lot of it's it kind of reminds me of a comedy of errors type of type yeah. of movie yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little bit Uh, with you know every this one straight man and kind of the wife character but not really mm-hmm. I'd sorry if I'm not saying the actual names but you know it was it definitely had a very unique spin to it that you don't and a a, a nice uh, tone i suppose would be the word Uh, it has a tone that is very uncommon and i thought it would and i thought it really worked for the film that we're we were going with here like, you know, all the characters are just a little bit stupid. Even the smart ones are a little bit stupid. Like, they all, they're all they all making stupid decisions, and that's kind of the point. It's kind of like a sort of a parody of these old tropes, but sort of playing them straight, you know, with a scene where he's, like, explaining exactly what's happening with the guy sneaking <laughs> yes. up
0: behind him. <laughs> Like, I and he was sitting there going, "Go on, turn
1: around. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that scene so much. That was that's funny. <laughs>
2: it's just yeah. equal parts horrifying and scary and funny. Just, yeah, I just the, the scene where the old lady's like, Oh, yes, we have, oh, uh, oh, yes, with all with the others,
1: yes, <laughs> and he just
2: takes like around 10 seconds to fully process. Of like, <laughs>
1: there, there are more.
2: <laughs> like, oh,
1: oh, dear, there are 13 yeah, of bodies course. in the cellar. 13? <laughs> 13.
2: Well, actually, I think it was only 11 at this point. It
1: was 11 at that. Well, at the end it was...
2: At the 13. end it was 13, oh dear, but one of, them, one of them is going to be leaving very soon.
1: Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> at, at this point I'm not sure,
0: I'm not sure that one of them will be leaving very soon. I feel like the 13 bodies <laughs> that are in the basement are going to be the ones that are in the basement. I think that they're gonna. I think
2: they're gonna really try to get that out of there, but things are just gonna keep happening. Like it's,
1: yeah, the sequel is all gonna be about body <laughs> removal,
2: and it's it's just gonna first end with to, gonna and it's to gonna end
0: this. with fourteen bodies in the basement. Yes, at least. The first at least. thing he's gonna have to do is explain it all to his wife.
1: Yeah, because uh, you know she. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, a lot of explaining to do to that
2: woman. Yeah, like I this like if this movie continued on for another five
0: minutes, like who knows where it would go? Yeah,
2: like yeah. Just, it's just it's the it's uh, the, the implication.
0: World. The implication, although the Hayes Code doesn't make it uh, possible to make it entirely clear, but the implication is that 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 marriage is going to get consummated. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's clearer in the play. They're they're both like wanting to get it on and things just keep happening. And yeah. So that was a little toned down. For what them. do you mean
2: by consummated? I'm sorry, I just don't recognize the, sexy the word. sexy, the times the to sexy Oh, yeah, of happen. course, of course, of
0: course. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um... um. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think we'd have to explain this to you, Alex. I, but
0: "contumated" <laughs> is not a word you use nowadays. It's actually not a word that's used. I, it, 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 it is an antiquated word because because the, the 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 idea is that a marriage is not a marriage until you have sex. Yeah. is really old fashioned. Yeah, and stupid. that's kind um, of sucky. But that is that um, is what bad. that that is exactly what that word means. It means that your marriage is not a marriage until the two of you have intercourse. Right. So. But yeah, the up, fact you didn't know that word is completely fine by me.
2: <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, I mm-hmm. I, I really like the film. Uh, the it it kind of like the plot kept twisting and turning. Like the fact that he's adopted is the only yes. like you think that he's the exception. No, every single person in this family is batshit insane. He's only the exception because he's not a part of the family. Like right. I want to hear the stories of like their their like ancestors of what shit they were up to.
0: Oh yeah, well, they talked like, a little bit about it. And... Although there was the really horrible racist reason why <laughs> oh <my God>. his <laughs> insistence <incestuous. laughs> oh yeah okay. uh, there was a yeah. yeah, we, yeah, well, 1940s film there were a couple of moments, couple yeah. of moments yeah. in that movie that you're like oh oh, oh no shit. oh shit oh no oh, oh no. Shit. No. um <laughs> the um I think that uh, and and I read read this. I'm sure this is in your your notes, Melissa. But mm-hmm. still, I think it's interesting to note, at the time the movie was made, Cary Grant was criticized for being kind of over the top.
1: Oh, he hated his performance <clears throat> in this. Yeah, he yeah.
0: because Frank Capra, the director, instructed him mm-hmm. to go as completely over the top as possible. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and I, I think in hindsight. Uh, it works yeah. because yeah. His, that, character so his character is so completely unhinged, and yet it's all the other characters that are the complete nuts.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 thing about Cary <clears throat> uh, Grant has to go over the top in order to match the other people on screen with him uh-huh. because the the two aunts. And Teddy Roosevelt were all the people from the stage play. Yeah. And all three of those actors are stage actors. Yep. They were all Broadway actors from the original play. And um, the, the play was actually still running and they borrowed those actors that's, from the stage play to that, make Actually,
2: movie. that's really uncommon, at least nowadays.
0: Yeah, well, nowadays it is. It in, is. The, in, the, in the time the film was made, it was not... Not so, so terribly uncommon. Uh, they would they would try to get big names hmm. in, in some of the roles, but certainly the character roles, they often oh, would, yeah. would pull the actors straight from the stage I mean they point. know what they're doing. Oh man. yeah,
1: and, and but you know, since they're stage actors, they're used to playing big because no. that's the way you have to do it on stage to get it to read to the audience. And so amping up yeah. Cary Grant to match the rest of them. Makes a lot of sense. (laughs) And it's always so
2: fascinating to see, like, plays go to film because plays have such a different structure. Like, oftentimes they really want to stay in, like, one or a few locations because, well, that's – the more locations you have, the harder it makes for, like, the the set – the, like, set dressers, the – and – you know it just it, it just it becomes harder and harder the more and more things you do and you have to like start using audience imagination and mm-hmm. it just and it often just ends up a lot cleaner and so the film takes place almost exclusively in like this one room and then occasionally they like go to the yep. basement or they go to and like, even more occasionally like, go to like the other offices but like almost all of the film is in this one
0: room. It's right. one way you can actually mm-hmm. if you're watching a film and a, a classic film especially but even modern films if there's a real concert Conservation of setting. Mm-hmm. There's a very good chance that it, it was adapted a from a play. Yeah.
2: I mean, and, honestly, it's it's conservation of setting though is such a cool concept because you get to really explore all the different niches and parts of this setting, like mm-hmm. the same way you do in a stage play, of course. But that's kind of lost in big filmmaking nowadays,
0: you know? Well, in the stage play, the window seat is this this central focus, yeah. right? Yeah. There's always something going on with the window seat. <sighs> yeah. There's always characters going to the window seat. Mortimer is always freaking yeah. out about the window seat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, and you know why he's freaking out yeah. about the window seat. When he stops freaking out about the window seat, Jonathan's freaking out about the yeah. window mm-hmm. seat. Somebody's always freaked out about the window like seat. Like that one moment where, uh, where
2: all the you know, like when they start bringing the body through the window, and you know that the
0: thing's still open. You are like, oh, yes. they're gonna die. I know what's next. We also yeah. know. We also know that the body, the pri- body that was in there, has been moved. Yeah. So even though we know it's coming. Mm-hmm. It 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 is effective in terms of a narrative because it's not mm-hmm. like you're not like oh well I knew that was coming you're like yeah. oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's yes. gonna
0: happen now <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> like it, it always kind of keeps you on your toes you know mm-hmm. yeah
1: well and the the play does pretty much just take place in that main room yeah but the interesting thing about the way they set up the movie is that's all one set the exterior and interior. And the different rooms are one contiguous set. Damn, that's cool. Yeah, I think it was one of the largest sets they had built, uh, uh, Warner Brothers had built up to that time. It it was just this enormous location. And so the the graveyard out out front, the the interior rooms, there are actually rooms that they fully furnished and they shot scenes in that don't appear in the movie.
2: That's amazing, honestly. Yeah, it was huge. Like, I just can't even imagine, like, all the effort that would go into that, like...
1: I, I I would they hope they built this... a house on a soundstage. <laughs> yeah, they
2: like oh my god, that's just amazing. Yeah. With like oh, wow,
1: yeah, yeah, it's it was really cool. So uh, yeah, it's it's nice that the the film does kind of bring it out of the house every once in a while. and You get that lovely little. Um, uh, they keep picking Gabriel you out and with and...
2: the with the wine with the poisoned oh wine. My god, the
1: poisoned wine. I've. I did tech for this movie or this movie. For yeah. this for the play once and it is so much fun. It is such a fun play to work on. Oh, and, I believe and, it. And uh, that just all the comedy you get to play with the locations and the props and you know, you just get some real strong comedic actors in there and they just have a blast. Yeah. 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 Well, and and, it, and you and you get to play it big. The bigger you play it, the better it is because it's it's a screwball comedy.
2: Yeah, yeah. I honestly, I'd never seen this this film. I'd never seen a stage play adaptation of this film. I'd never heard of this film. Yeah. So going in blind, it was a great experience. I am like, so, no happy. Joke. Yeah, <laughs> thing, so happy. Yeah. The thing.
0: The thing that I miss, uh, and uh, spoilers for those of you who have never seen the play. Uh, the ending of the play. Oh my
1: god! <laughs> oh, <laughs> they, oh. They, got, they changed the, they It, changed it
0: the got line. cut. It got cut <laughs> because of the hays code. Yeah. And the hays Coat is dumb. Yeah. Uh, but and 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 this movie is one <laughs> example of why. Because the ending of the stage play. Uh, the sisters discover that the uh, the owner of Happydale has no family.
1: Yes. <laughs> and Aww. so
0: before they go off to the sanitarium, they have him sit down for a glass of wine. Oh, <laughs> yes. no. And then, and then the show ends. And
1: okay. Then, oh, and also, the, the, if I remember right, the line, uh, I'm the son of a sea cook was uh, in the play. Just, I'm a bastard. <laughs> I'm a bastard. I'm a bastard. And they couldn't say I'm a bastard in the sounds, movie. I'm a bastard.
2: Honestly, I'm a son of a sea cook almost sounds funny it actually yeah, every,
0: yeah. every now and again the haze code made something funnier yeah. Yeah. and yeah. that that might be an example of where where making them change the line might have actually made it funnier than him just shouting i'm a bastard but mm-hmm. i think there was a shock value when you consider the era yeah. to him saying yeah. i'm a bastard because mm-hmm. at the time bastard was a much more loaded word saying yeah. you oh, were God, yes. saying you were a bastard was a an insult of pretty epic proportions to mm-hmm. suggest that you weren't the actual child of your parents yeah. so being being proud and excited yes. by the fact that you were a bastard probably played much better to an audience <laughs> in the 1940s mm. than it does now. Yeah.
1: I still think it's pretty funny. Yeah. No, that's
0: yeah. Me. I'm the that son of me. a sea cook. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. 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 Isn't that great? Now we're going to go over to the church and have sex.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but also, um, you know, going back to the thing with uh, playing with the setting. Um, what what's really nice about what f- Frank Capra does with the comedy is being able to move around this huge set. He's able to frame these shots yeah. with like especially when um, that the scene where uh, Cary Grant is like laying out all the tropes and yeah, and you know, it's exactly an and is happening. It's yeah, like he exactly could just as turn, as turn around. around. Yeah, you, you can just <laughs> move that camera and just keep. Everything in in frame, yeah. and you can see everything happening behind him, and it's just it's it's so nice, it's so lovely. It is, it and we really
0: always is. know where the elderberry wine and the yeah. window seat are. That's right. That's yep. That's right. And it, that's important. It the is. elderberry wine and the window. Those seat. Those
2: are like mm-hmm. the two yeah. central
0: like. Yeah. They
2: they they want you to know where these are because they're the like two big
0: items. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. Without those, you know, the whole play mm-hmm. kind of falls apart. Yeah. Or well, a movie.
2: Well, I mean, so, they are like the central items of where the entire movie rolls around. I don't even know how you could make this without those, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'd I mean, have
1: to you rescript don't. it. Yeah, um, I mean, they're, they're as major as the characters. Yeah,
2: like, honestly. it's like cutting out a character and being like, well, you can't make the movie without this character. And, and you're like, mm-hmm. well, of course yeah. you can't make a movie without a character. Right,
0: <laughs> so right. uh, we should talk a bit about Frank Capra. Oh, we the should. director of this film.
1: Have we? Because done? I don't
0: think we've done a Capra film I don't think before. We have.
1: But possibly because I don't like Capra very much. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I
0: like. Uh, you know, it depends you know on what? the film.
1: He's yeah. He's he's a very skillful director. Let's just say that. But you know, he he's kind of the term Capra esque tends to be a movie with a, a somewhat like syrupy or Capra corn. You anymore. haven't heard that um, one heard before, that one. yeah? I, not come, not come on, that rarely, rarely, but uh. yeah, it's they they tend to be kind of corny and like mm. ev- everything has a there's a moral to the story, and it's uh, that that
2: didn't apply to this one. Oh, sure no, did. No,
1: well, it kind of did. I mean, kind
2: of did. Well, that, mean, John okay, you tell me what the moral is, is.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, right. This is this one is very much. Um, he actually really enjoyed working on this because it's like it doesn't have a message. Uh, he's probably best known for "It's a Wonderful Life." So oh. that's more. Then he of his also did oeuvre.
0: like Mr. Smith went goes to Washington. Mr. Did he Smith not? Uh, goes to yeah. Washington. He I've heard
1: so much uh, about. I just Cow.
2: realized I've watched, heard so much about. It's a Wonderful Life. I know a lot about it. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. That's all right. A lot of people haven't.
1: Yes, that's yeah. true. I
0: enjoy It's a Wonderful it's right. Life. I really do. Uh, but uh, and we probably mm-hmm. will need to do that for this this podcast.
1: Thanksgiving. It's a Thanksgiving movie. It's, it's a Thanksgiving. It's movie. It's not a Christmas movie. I know. It's a Thanksgiving I movie. I know, Were you, well, know you know. Oh. Well, <laughs> it, it, got, it
2: got into the public domain, and then and people started showing it at Christmas time, and it became a Christmas movie because people could show it for free.
0: So yes, mm-hmm. that is actually yeah. exactly that's right. Literally yes. uh, that's literally it. That's a preview of whenever we do it's a Wonderful Life or
2: <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. podcast. I can't be. I'm sorry. I can't be the know nothing. No,
1: that's okay. You, you know something about something else. That's that's worth it. Yeah, that's all right. But yeah, uh, Frank Capra was. Nominated best director six times and he won three. Um, He also, late
0: in his life, received an honorary Oscar. There was some controversy around that, which uh, Hmm. was fair. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah, he. He, he was born in Sicily, came over to the U.S. Uh, with his family in 1903. Um, he just worked odd jobs for many, many years uh, around in L.A. Um, like, he was selling papers with his brother, and, like, his brother would occasionally punch him so that they would sell papers faster, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, he got into theater because he was a janitor once and, for high school and kind of discovered theater through being a janitor there. That's and cool. then eventually just you know, wound up as an extra in Hollywood one day, and then it kind of got the bug for it. So he started writing and he was a gag writer for our, our gang for a while. And then just kind of worked his way up and eventually he became a director and of some renown, of some renown. Um, his, uh, I mean, there are volumes written about this guy's life and I'm not going to get into it very much, but, uh, You know, even though a lot of his more famous movies have kind of a a liberal bent to him, like, you know, Mr. Smith goes to Washington kind of.
0: Is oddly, oddly liberal when you consider Capra made it and James Stewart starred in it. And those were two of the most most conservative conservative people in Hollywood. Oh, Mm. yeah.
1: Yeah. Capra was like, like super conservative, like supported. Franco and Mussolini and oh, shit. McCarthy, okay. and he, yeah, he he was he an named, FBI informant during the Red oh, C- he, named, okay. he named he names named names in the names. McCarthy hearings. Yeah, he was.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't like to save his ass. No, mm. he just named names. No,
1: because that's that's what he believed in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well. So. so that yeah. and that's part of the controversy when he was awarded the uh, Oscar mm-hmm. for for uh, a lifetime achievement. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were. Super pissed off about it because he ruined people's careers. He did, yeah. When he named names, yeah. Uh, not, not a few people's careers. You a know, lot there were people who mm-hmm. either didn't work or had to work under pseudonyms or you know had had their careers ruined. Yeah. Because Capra named names. Yeah. And named them proudly. Yeah. And felt that what he was doing is right. Yep. Yeah. Which was, know. you know, not. Yeah. Uh, but. But he made some fine movies.
1: He did. He did. <laughs> yeah. And this is I, one of them. This is one of them. Like I, it, it, it's
2: the whole question of trying to separate an artist from their art. Yes. Well, like it, that's that, that's one of the biggest questions in all of filmmaking was separated the, from the thing
1: with film, at least, you know, this is my one of my one of my hot takes on it is film is always a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. And so I love this movie in spite of Capper because there are so many other things going on here that I can really appreciate. I love the work of Cary Grant. I love the work yeah. of you know all the actors on film. I love the particular play, um, you know the the guys who wrote the screenplay for this movie. You know uh, um, you know based on the play of course, but they were the guys who worked on. Um, on Casablanca, among other things, you know, it's, which is a, it's, you know, it's an okay yeah, movie. It's it's fine.
0: Yeah, we talk about it on Real Education, like in one of our first ten episodes.
1: It was our first episode.
0: Well, there you go. Uh. <laughs> you weren't even on the podcast. <laughs> it wasn't then. even on the it podcast. Was, it was then. pre-Melissa.
1: Yeah, because I came in for episode two.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying so, yeah. Ca- Casablanca is okay.
1: Yeah. So I mean, Capra- a little
0: bit of a pedigree.
1: Capra. I do not like Capra, but. Well, I mean he was a skillful director he made a lot of movies that I do really enjoy
0: and um, and his camera yeah. work the the way he shoots a film
1: yeah is like, very it's good. Really good like you know whether we, you
0: whether yeah. or not you like the stories that he gravitated to yeah mm-hmm. and I mean that's really what it was they were the mm-hmm. stories he gravitated to and yeah. the way he liked to tell a story as far as making a film and shooting a film yeah he did a really excellent job
1: yeah and yeah. and I, I'm i kind of so-so on his mes- big message movies, but when he goes into the screwball comedies, like, it happened one night, is delightful. This movie is delightful. You can't take it with you is delightful. Um, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, he did yeah. can't take it with you. Yeah. Yeah. Another stage which, uh, which, which I was in. Um, I was, you were, you were, you were in the ca- I Oh, not, my I, God. That must have been stage. one of the
0: really little kids. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. no, no.
1: I, I was in the, the a stage production. Once again, for high school. Yay. Um, but yeah. I was Grand Duchess Olga Katrina, <laughs> or whatever her <laughs> so name was.
0: So many amazing characters in that play.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's... Bit, that play and... Um, and and arsenic and old lace, I I always feel like are two peas in a pod because they're just two screwball comedies. They're loaded with insane characters and, and one basically them. always one straight person. Yeah, one straight person job. in the middle. Whose entire job is it's to true. try to convince his fiance that he's not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's basically the the. Both plays. So, if you need yeah.
1: a, a cap or double feature, I re- recommend this one, and uh, you can't take it with you. Okay. So, so, yeah.
2: so the recommended order is to watch the first half of, of well, no, the first like quarter of this podcast, then watch the uh, other, uh, then watch the film that we watched. At uh, mm-hmm. what is it, Arsenic? Nice. Then you're gonna watch up to this point in the podcast. Realize that you should have watched the other film. I want
0: to know how they're gonna watch a podcast.
1: Well, you can really stare intensely <laughs> at the <laughs> your... waveform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's what or, I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, well, we've got that solved. <laughs>
0: we should talk a little bit about Boris Karloff. Be, <laughs> who is not in this <laughs> who's not in this film, but is referred to <laughs> yes. several times like multiple in this times. Film. So
1: so Boris Karloff was also a member of the stage play. And so um Which is why his
0: character in the stage play looked like Boris, Boris Karloff. Karloff. And yeah. everybody
1: keeps saying the guy looks like Boris Karloff, because it's Boris Karloff. So it's this running joke that was super relevant in the stage play. And so what had happened for the stage play, the stage play was a huge hit. So during the run, they contracted with Warner Brothers to make a movie. And uh, Warner Brothers, of course, grabbed the the two aunts and uh, Teddy Roosevelt from the stage play. But the people who were running the stage play on Broadway would not release Boris Karloff from doing his performances mm. while they were, they were worried the that would cost him tickets. Yeah, because Boris well, Karloff was the biggest name.
2: I guess that stage. makes sense on one on one and, hand, but it's kind of disappointing and on the other. He was
1: so upset. Yeah. He, he was just devastated that they wouldn't let him out of his contract long up yep. the stage long enough to to put him in the the movie. But um it's interesting that they put Raymond Massey in the role who is um you know, and they put him into uh, like two hours worth of makeup.
2: Imagine being the casting director and too, and for he this. Like, yeah. he,
0: they did a good job.
1: He they looks did. a fair
0: amount like Boris
1: yeah. Karloff. Like yeah, for this cast, t- casting
2: director, you have to find someone who is both good at you know what they do and also looks yeah. vaguely like Boris Karloff to the point where you can make up him up to make him look like him.
1: And he also kind of has the. He doesn't have like the. He's not doing an impression of Karloff. No. But no. Massey... It has just naturally has this very studious voice. He was. He was a
0: very yeah. d- large man, which yeah. which goes a long way to looking like Karloff because Karloff was so tall compared to everybody else around him.
1: Well, Karloff actually wasn't that tall. They just put him in elevator shoes he, <laughs> well, he, right, it, and fine. bulked him out. But but Massey was very tall and very commanding, and his voice particularly was just deep and commanding, which
2: and made him a really student. good p- 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 choice for this role.
1: Right, right, and um, he had one of those faces that could be transformed pretty well in makeup he played abraham lincoln like four times
2: uh, i believe it he just
1: had that gaunt face he could yeah stack makes sense some makeup on and um he yeah i think he yeah it was four times he even got nominated for an oscar he may have won for abraham lincoln in illinois hmm. which was right around the same time frame but anyway uh Really good actor. He made it to about 1983 um, before he he passed away.
0: Exactly, 1983, according to my research. Yeah. So well done.
1: He di- died on the same day of uh, as David Niven, who uh-huh. was his co-star in uh, Stairway to Heaven.
0: Coincidence? Yes. Coincidence? Yes. I think so. <laughs> yeah.
1: Both are old guys. Yeah, and I think
0: the, the interesting thing there to me is while... Having Boris Karloff in that role would have been hilarious, and I'm sure on stage, oh, yeah. it yeah. was hilarious every time yeah. somebody referred to him as Boris Karloff, and he got pissed off about it. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Having oh, it I... not be Boris Karloff but look like Boris Karloff yeah. is awfully effective. Yeah, it's less funny, it's bit... but it's def it's a little more
2: terrifying actually. The way he like reacts with anger every time. I don't he's know. A, yeah. He's
0: a I, you know you talk about this being a horror comedy, and there's not not that much horror, but.
2: Whenever he's on screen, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan. He's a
0: creepy fucking character. Yeah, and he's dangerous. And yeah. I mean he's he is going to commit. He's going to murder his brother. Yeah, he's made up his torture mind. Torture and murder his brother.
1: Though I must admit the when he's like standing in the corner with Peter Lorre and going, "Okay, there was one in Panama and there was one. Yeah, and two, two in L.A. and, <laughs> and
0: he's just like. My aunts have yeah. killed more people than I have, and it pisses him off. <laughs> but you yeah. can't
1: count that one. He died of pneumonia. He wouldn't have died of pneumonia if I hadn't shot him. <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't
0: count.
2: I, I love how it's like almost in re- it's literally the reverse of the aunts. How... Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and they're trying to one-up the aunts. Yeah. Yeah. And the aunts don't care. <laughs> the, the aunts are –
0: Oh, no. They're such sweet little old ladies. Yeah. They are. They're, They're sweet are little sociopaths. old ladies so who, who murdered 12 socio- people. So- sociopaths. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Making decisions for other people like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so nicely.
0: Yeah. It's going to turn into a bad habit.
1: I think it already <laughs> has. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's just say that.
0: <laughs> the way he's just trying to explain it. It's it's just, it's <laughs> not. <clears throat>
2: <laughs> he doesn't know how to tell them that this is a bad thing.
0: You're. Mm.
2: <laughs> uh, uh. Um, how is so, this received upon or is that like skipping forwards it
1: was really well received it's a beloved movie
2: and <laughs> um, like I wouldn't uh, know I wasn't alive yeah. back then I don't
1: was, think either of you two were, well, either either were there well, thank, you. Were <laughs> thank you thank you thank 1944 you. So, yeah we
0: weren't around
1: the, the release of this movie is actually really unusual because they made it in about 1942 um, 1941 I believe 1941 to tonight mm, yeah, in there somewhere. But uh, Capra was, um, he was actually enlisted for World War II, and um, they he had his um, enlistment delayed so he can finish the movie. But the movie then sat on the shelf until 43, when Warner Brothers actually released it early to the enlisted men. Oh, wow. But it didn't go into common release until a year later in 1944. That's cool. So um, the the enlisted people in World War II got to see it first by a long shot
2: <laughs> I mean and going to war and risking and, your life getting yeah. a single movie early I mean it's so hard to tell which apparently, is better apparently
0: Capra who, who was working for the Signal Corps which was basically yeah. making propaganda films yeah, yeah. Uh, would hear servicemen every now and again
1: go uh,
0: and he knew it was from his movie <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> yes <laughs> So so yeah, and uh, because of that, this uh movie was also ineligible for any Oscar nominations, which is why it just kinda wasn't got passed over. Nominated for, for anything. It wasn't nominated for anything.
0: Which you'd think at least some of the supporting p- performers would have
1: oh, yeah. probably been nominated yeah, for something. Some really, I mean, it's it's a lot of times it's hard to get nominations for com- comedic roles.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But
1: still there's a lot of really fun acting. Yeah, that's
2: just bad luck, honestly.
1: Yeah, really. So the going back to the actors, uh, the two women, uh, you know, like I said, they're from the stage play. It's Josephine Hill, or Hull, I should say, and uh, Jean Adair. Both of them um, not very often seen in movies. Uh, Jean Adair al- almost did no movies at all, but uh, she was this Canadian actress. Uh, did tons of Broadway, and her final uh, big role was in The Crucible. Oh, in 1953. Hmm. And then Josephine Hall, uh, you do see her in occasional in the occasional movie. Um, she was uh, in the stage version of You Can't Take It With You, but also she was in Harvey, both on stage and Right, on right. Mm-hmm. So if you've seen Harvey. And that is, one,
0: she was a relation of Jimmy Stewart.
1: Yes. <laughs> who was trying to get
0: bonkers. somebody. Oddly enough, another film about trying to get somebody committed. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Well, I mean,
2: this film had a subplot where they were trying to get someone committed, but it's hard to say if that was the plot of the, this film.
1: Right. Uh, there, there's a lot of things. There's
0: going a lot on of things going on in this movie. <laughs> uh, there, yeah, yeah. This movie is just bouncing all over the place.
1: Yeah. And then John Alexander, who played Teddy Roosevelt, um, he was he's was a Shakespearean actor since age 16. Um, he did some TV. Um, he does occasionally show up in movies. Uh, the one I know him from is Winchester '73, which is this uh, very odd noir western. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it it and it's fantastic. Did he play Ch- Teddy Roosevelt? He does not play. Because you
0: could Roosevelt. make a western with Teddy Roosevelt in it. I mean, that, that'd be
1: kind of cool. Uh,
0: yeah. I- has anybody ever made that? I, I probably, bet somebody I bet someone's I would argue made that. Yes. <laughs> I would argue yes. I mean, we but, could go look it up, but I am just going to I'm just going to throw yes out there.
2: But you know, his And if nobody probably, has, hey, we're if any Hollywood producers watching this
1: <laughs> You, you all us royalties. Roosevelt. We 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 want more Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Anyway, John Alexander, um yeah, he he did movies up until or it, well, T V up until through the seventies. And then he was at a board meeting in nineteen eighty two of the Actors Fund of America and just passed away right there at the meeting.
0: Did he look really peaceful? Did it make them decide to kill other people at later meetings?
1: I don't know. Hmm. Um maybe they just called him a plague victim, a yellow fever victim. I mean
2: if they did if I mean if they did uh, secretly poison dozens of people that entered the room, it's not like anybody would ever know.
0: Because it was a secret. Yeah, It's
2: a secret. Yeah, I mean and it's not. If anybody asked, they'd tell them. But nobody ever brings it up.
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> the sisters true. would tell. They would. They would never lie. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's true. They would never tell they a would fib. Never lie.
0: <laughs> if you asked them if they murdered twelve men and buried them in the basement, they would <laughs> oh, say oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh yes, yes.
1: And and there's one extra down there.
0: Yeah, we should point out that Gina Dare and uh, Cary Grant knew each other.
1: Yeah, for for decades from before. the stage. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, way back when he was Archibald Leach and a an acrobatic performer on the stage. What, long before uh, he was in movies. Archie Leash. Yes. From from Fish Called One. I know. Do Wanda. We should Fish Called One. We should. We really
2: should. We've never seen or heard of that one either. Oh. Want an, oh. You want to have an Alex double feature, everybody? <laughs>
0: well, no. We got we got a plan for the next one. But, oh, but, but
2: Fish Called One is coming Wanda. up. Yeah. yeah. That'll
1: be good. Okay. But anyway.
2: Like, I, I'm on summer vacation. I'm much more open now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Cary Grant, real name uh, Archie Le- Archibald Leach. Um, if you look really close at one of the gravestones, it has his real name on it. Oh,
0: <laughs> in, the, in the movie, it's, it's odd how often his real name is referenced in other movies.
1: Oh yeah, because it, what a name,
0: Archie. <laughs> Leach. Yeah, you're like, why did you change it, buddy? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> couldn't you couldn't you have made it as Archie Leach instead of Cary Grant? Although. I mean, you gotta admit Cary Grant's a pretty awesome name. Yeah. Cary,
1: Cary Grant's pretty studly, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's a different kind of awesome. You he just know? sounds yeah. like a guy yeah. you'd cast as a lead. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Unlike Peter Laurie. Peter, Peter Lorre, the the oh my the ultimate character actor. I I my the only
0: I, thing I wish had happened in this movie <laughs> was when they were describing you know Einstein. Yeah. One of the things they had said is he looks a little bit like Peter Lorre.
1: Yes. <laughs> just
0: you know because they're talking uh, about how the yeah. other guy looks like Boris Karloff all the time, and just just dropping that joke yeah. in oh right God. at the end. That Peter Laurie looks like Peter Laurie would have been really funny. Yeah. I would have enjoyed that.
1: And you know, trust they, not to be. They, and and really, they should have said Hungarian accent instead of German.
0: I know, it's <laughs> not a German accent. What even? They don't even know. They, they have no know. idea. Well, we were about to go to war with Germany. <laughs> then.
1: Well, forty-four, we were well at war with.
0: Right, you. but when the film was made. True. We were about to go to war with Germany. True. So. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Peter Laurie's just awesome. This <laughs> Peter is, This amazing. is not our first encounter with Peter oh, Laurie. Oh, no,
1: because he was in Casablanca. He's in which, uh, uh, we pointed Malte- out. Maltese Falcon. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah.
0: Those yeah. might be the only other two Peter Laurie films. We've yeah, because we but haven't done M. No, we which we also had to do.
1: Yeah, I've actually seen that one. You've seen M?
2: Yeah, I yeah, was yeah, in a. History I guys. was in an analysis Ooh. and criticism like film, like film analysis. Really set me up for college. I've seen so occasionally. I'm I'm now like I've seen that obscure foreign film, That's and amazing. everybody's like, "Oh wait, really? Seriously? Alex has seen that?" Like, in
1: like not I, in
0: fairness M is not obscure. Yeah,
1: well, well, I mean, it's 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 old, it, but
2: like yeah. I I don't know. Like mom was bringing up like a few weeks after I watched it, a little Run Lola Run, mm-hmm. and I ended up and I was like, "Oh yeah, I've seen that." And mom's like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs>
1: Also, but, yeah. obscure, but, but Also, anyway. we
0: need to do that one. So anyway, we, oh, we
1: should. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Fritz Lang cast him in M in 1931. I think that was his first. We
0: should just film. do a 1999 series. Jesus, oh the number God. of 1999 films we could do. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. and the Matrix and Fight Club and and Magnolia and yeah. anyway, sorry, yeah. off, off off topic. Peter yeah. Lorre.
1: So anyway, yeah, I think I think we probably went into his timeline at, yeah, at some point we, we covered, but, he, but yeah he he he's a fascinating guy i i the stories from his life just are kind of amazing i mean he trained in acting all over europe he he wound up fleeing the nazis when they came into power um he was investigated by the house on american activities committee committee and thanks that. capra yeah and he he was asked to name anybody's sus- he found suspicious since moving to America and they he gave them a list of every single person he knows (laughs) (laughs) like here's every person I've ever met
0: (laughs) 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 kind of a He's like, "Fuck you." Fuck uh-huh. you. That was essentially There's everybody.
2: <laughs> I mean, uh, the list been, did contain everybody that he found. It would he, have been that great that he, if he just suspicious. listed all the people who are
0: Nazis <laughs> yes, or or right. anti Semites. It's like, oh, yeah. well, Henry Ford. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. We <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Charles Lindbergh. Yeah. Yeah. Frank 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 <laughs> Capra actually Frank a little Capra. bit anyway, <laughs> anyway.
1: And of course, you know, he was the first Bond villain technically. That's true. The the nineteen fifty four American made uh, uh, Casino Royale. He played Le Chiffre. Uh He is also, of course.
0: That's not a movie we're going to do because it's terrible.
1: It is
2: terrible. It is terrible.
0: It is frankly it's not so a, terrible. It's not a good kind of terrible. I'm
2: surprised well, that like a, a terrible thing. film would like. I mean, I've never seen it, and it was, I it was made I for TV would. technically. Well, I'm I'm kind of surprised that it that it like spawned a film franchise or was it like a TV show? No, it, it, it,
0: it didn't. It didn't. Uh, the, the, That's a totally different story. Yeah, okay. long
1: story. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was like we'll hear about off. it next time. No, <laughs> no, it, it, it was a an adaptation of the book Casino Royale done for a uh, TV series here in America. The TV series climax, if I remember right.
0: You're looking was, at me like I know. Well, okay, fine, your job is to know things. And
1: and uh, the Bond was American in it. He, he uh, Jimmy Bond, and it's terrible. It and, is terrible. And then several years later, the. There was a the, the film franchise was a completely separate project, ah. and so the technically the first official Bond movie in terms. And we've already of the done series, we've already
0: done our Bond series.
1: Was Doctor No? Was it?
0: We did well. We did a bunch of Bond movies. Yeah, we, we did one of every single Bond. Yeah, we did. So
1: I'm trying to remember which one the first one was. Well, was Doctor, Doctor no, no was the yeah. first one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. But you know, of course, Peter Lorre is also Boo Berry. Booberry. Booberry. <laughs> you know, the it monster was. cereals. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> well, he he didn't actually voice Booberry, but Booberry but Booberry was is clearly Peter Laurie. Peter Laurie. And of course, you know, Ren from Ren and Stimpy.
0: Also Peter Laurie, but also not Peter, Peter Laurie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Peter Laurie. Uh, I love him. Reek! Reek! Hide me, Reek! Reek! Reek!
0: Yeah, he's just got a voice that that is really easy to make fun of. Uh, Kind of like Cary Grant.
1: Yeah, his his earliest film role, I think, was for Hitchcock, and pretty much he learned it phonetically because he didn't speak English at the time. Wow. He figured
0: that out, though.
1: Yeah, he totally figured that out.
0: I mean, you're saying, wow, but I mean, Christopher Lambert did the same thing and it didn't make him a better actor. So,
1: But, you know, that's Christopher Lambert.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting into the point where I just kind of say, oh, wow, that's interesting. Oh, yeah, just cool. Not,
1: smile and nod. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's fine. Well, smile and nod audibly. If I smile and nodded, I and nodded at, then I'd just be yeah. completely cut out of the podcast.
0: We are getting close to final thoughts. So I'm just going to see if there's anything else very important you need to discuss that we yeah. haven't gotten to yet.
1: Not, nothing super important uh, the the one there's one little tidbit this is a very early um example of product placement because ah. bell company had this new telephone that had the receiver and the the huh. the, the earpiece all in one hand one, one, uh, one, ha- one, 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 one hand oh wow and it, it was really really exciting so they they uh has to have it put in, the and movie. you're looking at that and going, "Oh, well, that, that <laughs> yeah, seems that's normal.
0: perfectly normal." But yeah. apparently, it was, was not. That
1: was a new. That was a new. Thing that's yet. funny. I bet they
0: sold the shit out of those things after it was in <laughs> that <think> movie. I
1: think
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> it was like people were like, "Where do I get me one of those?" Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think it was called the French telephone. At the oh time. my god! It's like
0: it's like you're sitting there going, "I could I could talk on the phone and walk like four or five feet away <laughs> from the phone." Yeah. As opposed to standing and yelling at the wall. Yeah, into a
1: box at the wall, yeah. It it
0: would seem like the most exciting prospect ever Yeah, to us with our cell phones where we can talk on the phone literally anywhere.
2: Yeah, well, not literally. At
0: any time. Not at any time either. Well, sometimes it's illegal, but we technically can Yeah, well, I mean, if our phone's out of batteries. Well, yeah, but you... (laughs) Now you're nitpicking. Finalities. Now you're Finalities. nitpicking and that's not acceptable. Okay. okay. Uh, we're going to move to final thoughts. Alex, okay. I'm going to start with you. Do you what is your final thought about Arsenic and Old Lace?
2: Yeah, I I don't know. Like I I feel like I talked most of what I wanted to talk about in the beginning, but I just want to reiterate there, reiterate that I really liked the movie. Like it was definitely it kind of had the f- feel of like a police thriller of like kind of slowly getting more and more clues except you basically knew all the clues ahead mm-hmm. of time and so it's kind of like a reverse of that almost mm-hmm. like i don't know it had a very unique feel to it in my opinion and there was there was a lot of stuff going on in the film that i that, that i really like a lot of really neat moments um uh for the pacing i thought that it was a lot faster a lot faster than a lot of other films of that era so that was yes. pretty cool too yeah
0: it's yeah. super yeah. fast
2: like I mean, for nowadays, it's just normal. But like that was, I really liked the pacing of it compared to some other foreign and fi- uh, not foreign, just older films that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. I can stomach all slower paced films, but I can also stomach fast paced films, and I appreciated the pacing of this film. Yeah, this one's yeah. super there was super yeah. a lot yeah. of, rapid. A lot of stuff going on. Like, you you tune in five minutes later, and stuff has changed. Probably, okay. um, I I I don't know. There was just a lot of really it, it was a really fun film like probably the comedy did stick out a bit more than the drama stuff but and it should there were it, it was uh it was really funny and boy, it was when it was scared it was scary when it wanted to be scary and I'm I, it was right to be considered a film that's remembered to this day in my opinion Yay. sweet I, Melissa,
1: I, I, I must admit, you know, I was I was super happy to hear you laughing out loud. At the movie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is a really funny movie. There, was,
0: right. there were some really funny parts. Yeah. There yeah, are a it, lot of them. Hilarious. Melissa, what is your final thought about Arsenic and Old Lace?
1: OK, so there's a story about Raymond Massey that inspired a whole nother movie uh, <laughs> called Adam's Rib. So Raymond Massey was divorcing his wife and they they both contracted a a lawyer team that was also a husband and wife. So these two lawyers came in to help them do the divorce. Uh, Raymond Massey divorced from his wife. And then shortly afterward, the the two lawyers divorced. And then Raymond Massey married the lady lawyer. And then the male lawyer married his ex-wife. Ta-da! Magic!
0: (laughs) Hollywood! (laughs) Uh, all right, and uh, my final thought. I don't feel we can uh, leave the, d- this podcast without observing that there are some moments in this movie that are super Racist. uncomfortable. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like the, the the scene at the beginning oh. when when they notice the two people in front of them are Asian, yeah. oh, and the and the no. score changes to that horrible, horrible like like I can't describe it properly. It, but it's the-, the
1: wedding march except in. Uh, pentatonic scale, yes, then, then.
0: Then. yeah, and, it's then, like, oh, and yeah, then all
1: of us in the room are like, Oh, and
0: then no. the husband smiles at Cary Grant, and Cary Grant twists his face to make it mm. look more Asian. You're yeah. just like, Oh my god, oh, yeah, and then and then Cary Grant talks about how that the way you knew that his family was crazy was that instead of instead of being scalped by Indians, they yeah. scalped Indians, and I'm just going, Actually. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's historically right. yeah. uh, what happened. Yeah. Uh, it, it, so, you know, there, there are some moments in this movie that, that you're just like, Oh, 1940s. Yeah. yeah. And that does not excuse it. I'm not no. excusing it. I am saying you watch it and go, Oh wow. They did not, they yeah, did not no. get it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not as bad as the yellow face in breakfast at Tiffany's <laughs> no, no, perhaps, no, no. but uh, it's still bad and should be observed. Also, uh, If you want to know, if you're watching a film that was adapted from a play, one way to tell (laughs) what was in the play and what was not is any scenes that take place away from the main setting probably got written for the film. Yeah. So basically everything that takes place around the marriage license up to the point you see the aunts in the house. Mm Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen in the play.
2: Yeah, I kind of figured that, like, that was such a weird
0: opening to the film. Yeah. Like, didn't it, uh, where did it start? It is a little weird, and it's almost like they did it just because they're like, it's a film and we need an additional setting. Yeah. Even the stuff that happens with the cabbie outside, the cabbie's a character in the play, but the cabbie keeps coming to the door. Oh. So, you know, literally anything that does not happen inside that house, you can basically go, yeah, they added that for the movie.
1: Yeah. Or, or they at least, the, the stuff's yeah. like, that happens just outside like, the door. What was with that, like, baseball cult open? I, like, I can't answer that. Like, I thought that, that <laughs> if that was in the
2: play, I would have excused it, but now that you say that, I'm like... Like, Did they just want to show that they had a lot
0: of extras? <laughs> no, <laughs> that was probably stock footage. Probably. Um, so <laughs> anyway, that, that that's just my a couple of final thoughts there. Now, uh, we hope you enjoyed watching Arsenic and Old Lace. Up next, we just did Frankenstein. We're bringing Allison back and we're going to do Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. Dun, dun, whoa, dun. Whoa. <laughs> so thank you, Alex, for joining us. We really You're appreciated welcome. having you. Thank you all for listening and we will catch you next time with Bride of Frankenstein. And now it's time to retreat to, ba- to sleep Sleepy Time Studios. Good night,
2: Alex. We hope you
0: enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. <laughs>